We have all learned a lot this year. Many of us have skills we would hope to never use again. I hope that I can throw away my handy anti-fog wipe that I carry with me wherever I go so that my glasses don't fog up with my mask on. I also hope I never have to remember to try to stay six feet away from everyone all the time and not have to dodge people and stay so far back in a line when I'm waiting for something. I hope that we never have to have another Zoom congregational meeting or endure a swab above our nose. I hope we can pass the peace without fear of touching one another, and I hope that we can sing loudly and off-key without masks on. Those masks that feel like they're impeding our voices from reaching heaven, even though we know nothing can do that. There are many phrases made common throughout this experience that we hope to never have to say again, too. Things like contactless delivery, or I'll zoom you, or do you have toilet paper in stock? But my personal favorite is this. You're on mute. You've all heard that, right? It refers to when one is on a Zoom call or some kind of video conferencing with several people. It really is customary and polite to mute oneself so that you don't hear the ambient noise of every single person's house that you're talking to. But when it's time for you to talk then, you have to remember to unmute yourself. Otherwise, no one will be able to hear you. Well, it's become common for folks to start talking without hitting that unmute button. Thus, you're on mute. Our scriptures this morning on this second Sunday after Christmas are all about embracing and proclaiming the power of God from the foundation of the universe until forever and the belonging of everything in that great power of God. Our Old Testament scripture in Jeremiah speaks to a time when a huge community of outcasts will be gathered back together. The author speaks of those with disabilities, of women, of children, the mourning, all folk who in the first century were considered of less importance and lower status, all belonging in God's great power and being embraced by God's radical community, all equal parts to the whole. Our epistle reminds us that God is gathering all things also, and that we were created to belong to God, together in the fullness of time, Paul says, which means that this belonging is not subject to our power or our timelines, which gets pretty frustrating sometimes. Meanwhile, our gospel encourages us to proclaim and point to the love of God as John the Baptist did, as all of creation does, from the beginning of time, from the beginning of the world. And it reminds us that it is all of our purpose and destinies. This Sunday is a grand reminder of our role in proclaiming the light and life of God, the revolutionary call to the misfits to the ends of the earth, the beautiful rest that we can experience in God's fullness of time, knowing that God's got this, and the transformation that only God's love can bring. This is our message that we have been given to tell with our lives. I think that if we were honest, most of us 
would admit that we do not see our primary destiny as pointing us to God's love and hope. We have lots of ideas about ourselves and our purposes, which may all be true, but we don't always think of ourselves as arrows that point to God. Thankfully, God does not need us to recognize this to use us for the job. God does it all the time, even unbeknownst to us. And our gospel speaks to how the world did not recognize Jesus, and yet he arrived, he loved, he healed, he transformed, he did what God does. So, we're entering a new year, right? 2021, it's here, it's among us, finally. And as we enter this new year, many of us have made goals for ourselves. They resemble, many of them, self-help books, right? Because we're looking to lose weight or achieve a goal or change ourselves in one way or the other. But children of God, I want you to hear this this morning. You're perfect just the way you are. If you need to be healthy, do it out of a sense of a gratitude to God for this amazing body that you've been given that moves and, and loves others and serves. If you want to read more books this year, do it because reading is fun and life-giving, but do not do anything from the posture that you are not enough or you are not beloved as is. You are a beautiful arrow that points to God. Incredible. Instead of shedding pounds, I would propose you shed the light of God, flinging God's love around, instilling hope and welcome into the world. That should be all of our New Year's resolutions for 2021. I grew up in a religious tradition that was very fear-driven. Salvation, I was taught, was about escaping hell and trying to keep others from the same. This way of looking at God's relationship with humanity made evangelism manipulative, and it felt like it was trying to get people to say a certain thing so that this magical incantation of their salvation would work. It made sharing one's faith seem coercive and full of fear. But as Lutherans, we believe that salvation always comes down, that we do not have power over our own salvation. Only God has that. And we have been destined and created to belong to God, so we do. That's why we baptize babies. Because there's absolutely nothing we can do to not belong to God. And we proclaim that over those little tiny babies that cannot feed themselves or change themselves and are so reliant on us for everything that God has claimed us at our most vulnerable and uses us as an arrow to God's love always. We get to proclaim the light of life out of gratitude and joy. We get to celebrate it with everyone we encounter. We get to share the good news that we all belong to God. That is a very different message than many Christians proclaim. Many Christians are so afraid. They're afraid of losing their own salvation. They're afraid of those around them making one misstep and being destined for some terrible place. But we, my siblings in Christ, get to realize that we are embraced in God's grace, that we are simultaneously sinners and saints, and that does not change our salvation. Instead, it reminds us that we get to joyfully proclaim it to all 
those we encounter. Love fights evil better than manipulation and coercion because we do live in a broken world. There's so much brokenness around us, so much hate, so much divisiveness. Love is the only thing that can truly defy and defeat evil. So we must live in it. To testify to the light, which is our destiny, is something we get to do as co-heirs with Christ, as the priesthood of all believers. What a joy. What a joy. We get to do it out of joy and confidence and faith. Never fear. And we don't have to worry about how it's received by others because we know that salvation comes down to them too and in God's arms, they are safe and on their own journeys. And if we cannot point directly to Jesus with someone, we can point to love, beauty, hope, healing. All of these roads lead to God, y'all. Have faith. Have faith that God is bigger than our fear, bigger than other people's unbelief, bigger than our own imaginations, bigger than our own abilities, and bigger than our weaknesses. Ultimately, we need to take a page from our pandemic vocabulary and take ourselves off mute. People of God, you are beautiful. Your testimonies are powerful. Your experiences with God's love are valuable. Your witness to the light of life is waiting to be heard. So don't be on mute. Take your particular boldness, who God made you to be, and shine. Point to God. You are an arrow to God's love. Do not be daunted by your inability to alleviate the pain and hardship of others, but minister to them knowing that you point to and represent the one whose grace and healing is sufficient for any moment, any tragedy, any heart, any evil. Isn't that incredible? You don't have to shy away from others when you cannot fix their hurt or their brokenness. You do not have to have an unbeatable game plan in order to share your faith and what you know of God's grace. All you have to do is be present to the unique you that God has created. Thank God that God's power is not in any way contingent on our ability to recognize or articulate it. It just is. Point to it. Wildly wave your hands around and remember that all of this is grace. You do not have to be prepared or perfect, because in the beginning, God, in the fullness of time, God, in you, God, through you, God, the beginning of everything and our collective destiny, God, unmute yourself and proclaim it. Amen.